In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet, emanating live from our secret studio in beautiful Turks and Caicos. We're not actually at Turks and Caicos, but I wanted to throw that in there. I am your host, Detective Marks Marks, and I'm joined by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, just longing for the days back in Turks and Caicos. Ah, good old Turks and Caicos. (laughs) Also joining us, JLB from up north, our RCMP. What's going on, man? It goes, it goes. You may not be at Turks and Caicos, but my mind, body, and soul is, and I am just digging my feet on this sand. <sighs> Turks and Caicos. I'm good, boss. I'm good. Can't complain. <laughs> can't complain. Can't complain. You know, another week has passed us by. We are almost done 2020, which, uh, you know, I am praying just ends as soon as it possibly can, because... Boy, what a year. I am done with this year. Pack me up. Give me to year 21, 2021. Let's let's get her done. But we have a while to go. And we also have a WBU to get to first before we can get to 2021. So let's get her done. Uh, before we get into the wrestling booking unit, I'd like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So once you're done listening to this show and, of course, liking, sharing, and subscribing, make sure to head on over to tatnusco.com and check out the other shows on the network. Do it. And yeah. uh, this, this is where I normally uh, put it out there for who wants to go first. But I'm just going to go first because I'm peeved. Mm. I'm coming Ooh. hard. I'm coming hard, and I'm throwing the book at WWE, and specifically at Raw, because Lana winning the Raw Women's Number One Contender Battle Royal. Are you fucking kidding me? Lana? (laughs) I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, Pardon. I don't think they were thinking. I mean, it's... I don't see an upside to it. It, You know, Zelina Vega getting a shot uh, at the championship at the last I was like she's not ready for it she hasn't been around but I never said that she's not talented enough for it yeah she's not ready yet yet right but the story yet but and I don't want to want to stress this too little Lana is not a good wrestler and I do not think that any amount of time is going to make her good enough to be believable as even just the number one contender. Uh, Now, uh, Miro, if you're listening to this, I'm not saying that your wife doesn't have value to the company, just not as number one contender for the title. Just not more than you had. Yeah, just not more than you had exactly. <laughs> she, she, she brings value as a valet, as a manager, but in the ring, she was in the ring with I, I can't remember was it eight women for the battle royal on Monday. I felt like it was more than that. No, 
It, it might be. I, I just can't remember how many, so I'm going to have to look it up. But uh, More than eight. Definitely more right. than eight. But th- she was in the ring with multiple other women, all of whom, all of whom, more talented and more deserving of a shot at the WWE Women's Raw Championship. Um, heck, I'm, I'm going to say it. Naomi deserves a shot before Lana does. Oh, hands down. You know? And I'm not a Naomi fan. Clearly, and it's a shame on that. But, yes, honestly, anyone in that ring deserved a shot more so than Lana. Um, Again, there was a bunch of things wrong with this. So, why do you make Lana win? Okay, completely car crash right off the bat. But, and then I kind of was like, okay, but you're building the whole Natalia. Maybe there's going to be a feud there, and Lana's going to lose her shot because Natalia's got a thing. But no, that's not happening because Natalia's on SmackDown. We 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 discussed that um, last week that this was perhaps to end the end the relationship between Natalia and Lana completely and just end that entire storyline. But they could have essentially still have at least done uh done that because this doesn't make any no way in hell is lana beating oscar ever in a zillion years even if she has nia Jax on her side or something like this does not make any sense why who thought of this what i'm so curious as to what else they have written for this this was this was a move to make it so that they could have women on Hell in a Cell without having to actually give them any time. That's the primary reason behind this is they're going to give this a minute and a half tops. That's why they did it. Yeah, it's, it's got to be because there's no other reason to do it. No, none. Zero. Uh, I, I, just, I, I saw it happen, and I was like, are you kidding me? Are you really... Like, don't get me wrong. I get it. I get the idea uh, of having her win in sort of a heelish tactic, right? Where where she got powerbombed through the table early, and, and then she just kind of hung out outside until there was a final person who thought they'd won. And uh, then she comes in and eliminates so let's see who who else um well okay you had uh shana baszler and nia jackson there both of them should have had a shot before wait uh, wait wait are you saying are you saying nia jackson deserves a shot before lana i hate to admit it but yes i am yep um uh natalia we said lacey evans Liv morgan ruby riot Yep, all of those people um, definitely deserved it more. Anybody but Lana, really. Anybody but Lana. And what and, do they do? They give us nobody but Lana for this and, title. Oh, jeez. And some of it is, like I say, I get what they were doing with that storyline, but just once I want, uh, I want a battle royal to not end with the surprise someone 
we thought they got eliminated, but they didn't actually get eliminated. So now they they are the ones who win it. You know what I mean? Just what I don't understand is so so we all know that Lana's contract part of that was to keep Rusev around or Miro, however you want to say his name now. Um, the, there was an extension of that that was a a piece of that that was okay, well, we'll get Rusev more likely this way. We'll pay her a little bit more money. Um, why are they main rostering her still? At this juncture, bury her in NXT and move on with life. Mm-hmm. Heck, some but, time down on NXT would probably do her good. I I don't think it would is make it, her a number is, one. Is Vince spiteful enough to keep her on main roster so she has to travel when COVID's over? Maybe. But I mean, that's not going to happen anytime soon. So it wouldn't even make sense Six for him. To... She's got a five-year contract. No, I get it. But yeah, why you're back her traveling in six out. months? So you could just make another battle royale and make her win in six months. If his whole thing was to make her travel with the company. True. Less. True. No, well, they, my, my guess is he is planning on burying her at some point, but probably more like three years in. So let's see. Oh, who else was in it? Billy Kay? Yep, yep. Give her a shot uh, over Lana. Uh, Peyton Royce? Yep, give her a yep. shot over Lana. Bianca Belair? There's no reason she's not in a title hunt. Um, she's now officially on SmackDown. So I guess these ones that we know went to SmackDown, we can give a pass. They're not going to give the Raw title championship shot to a SmackDown person. Um, so they're mostly filler. So like uh, Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair. And I think Lacey Evans is officially still on SmackDown. Yep. Yep. Um, I guess I get uh, those, but seriously. Just fucking why it makes no <laughs> sense. It because it, it's not like she's a draw either. That's it, yeah. right? If she was a bad wrestler but a draw, got people to tune in, right? That's one thing. I mean, we've had we've had a, a very long history in WWE of of bad wrestlers who were draws, both on the men's and women's side, right? Uh, people tuned in. I don't know why, but people tuned in to see Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Um, that's fine. At least they're drawing, right? But La- no one tunes in for Lana. I mean, to be fair, I might have maybe tuned in for the Lana Rusev thing out of pure car crash intentions. Because I just couldn't look away from what else other ridiculous things they were going to do. But yeah, it's... Uh... Definitely no one tunes in for Lana for a sake of watching more of her, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to destroy her. This doesn't make any sense. I don't even know anymore. The only, like I said, the only reason you can that I can think of is to, to give equal display to the titles without having to take up time. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you not give me a match. Yeah. You're, 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 you're just making it look worse by doing the stupid match on the card. Well, what is a minute and a half going to do for anything? It well, doesn't yeah. It doesn't waste time. It doesn't bring the women's championship anywhere. It's a pointless match. I mean, it's unless title one, for Oscar. especially when you step back and you think about what's going to be the other women's match on the Hell in a Cell card. Because we know there's at least one other women's match going to be on the Hell in a Cell. She's going to destroy that. It's going to be Bailey and Sasha Banks in Hell in a Cell. It's going to be amazing. So, do you think anyone is going to be talking positive? I don't care how they spin it. 
anyone going to be talking positively about Lana versus Asuka after Bailey versus Sasha Banks in Hell in a Cell? No. 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 Uh, the only, only possible way that uh, anyone talks highly about the Asuka versus Lana match at all is if it's the only women's match on there and Asuka somehow or another pulls a five-star match out of it. And Asuka's really, really good. She's not pulling a five-star match out of Lana. <laughs> you know what? I, I want her to try. She's that talented. <laughs> this is a challenge for Asuka and Asuka only. <laughs> try to pull the best out of you can from Lana. Unless we get some random surprise within this match uh, for someone to face Asuka. Uh, and then they would kind of team up with Lana. Someone maybe with Mike skills, who's a decent wrestler we haven't seen in quite some time. Uh, there was talks that Eva, Eva, Eva Marie was supposed to come back. She's not a great wrestler, though. But people might still... Or Mike skills. But it's still a surprise. Just the element of surprise would be there. Yeah. But um, he, here's the thing I'll say with Eva Marie, right? We can talk about her not being a good wrestler and not having good mic skills, but was she a draw? Did people tune in to watch her? And yes, she yeah. was. Um, the Bella Twins. We can talk about them not being good on the mic and not being good wrestlers, but were they draws? Well, they were decent. Yes, they drew. People yeah. tuned in to watch them. No one tunes in to Lana for anything. Nope. Um, the only time anyone ever tuned in was when she was with Rusev. And she actually had a legit thing when she would say, oh, Rusev's gonna crush you and blah 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 and had her Russian accent to the T. It was perfect. It was good. It worked. After Rusev left, she became absolutely pointless. And that whole Lashley storyline should have never happened, but it did. And uh, I don't know. It's 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 a freaking shame that they can at least figure something to do with her. Like, why does she have no, you know? Like, she's just lameo potato. Well, because she's got no charisma, and she gets lost in a sea of blondes. And I I mean that. Like, literally, you turn on Raw. And it's blonde women's wrestler, blonde women's wrestler, blonde women. And I love Alexa Bliss, but she falls into this blonde woman's wrestler thing, and none of them stand out. You turn on NXT, and you look at the women's roster there. I don't even know if they currently have a blonde one. Well, no. Um, uh, Tony Storm. Isn't she blonde? No, she's no, she's Well, she's it's purple right now. Right. Lavender. Lavender. <laughs> but, uh... But Tony Storm, blonde. So now they finally have their prerequisite blonde women's wrestler on NXT. Um, and and that's you just kind of get lost in that sea when all of the women's wrestlers look the same. Mm. Every last one of them. You know what would make you a lot better? If you look like Trish. If you look exactly like all of the other ones. Like, seriously, if, if you were in the fifth row balcony and you looked down and it was uh lana um dana brooke natalia um lacey evans uh liv morgan all standing there and they were all wearing the same clothes oh jesus <laughs> would you be able to tell them all apart from fifth row balcony maybe live 
because Liv is more white than blonde, but the others no. Because mm-hmm. they just get lost, and yeah, Lana, they all have Lana different would be the skinny ones in that group you mentioned. Well, yeah, <laughs> La- Lana would be the only one that you'd look and go, "I bet she can't wrestle." Oh snap! And you forgot about Mandy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Mandy. Heck, you put Mandy and Dana Brooke side by side, it'd be hard. I, I got confused when they were on Raw together uh, and they were doing the whole thing. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> when did we get two Dana Brooks? <laughs> oh, my wife's got a got a theory that theory that, that more di- than one Dana Brooke exists because she looks different every time they show her. So my wife yeah, just thinks know, they just recast her all the time. That's that's just her Instagram. If you look at her Instagram photos, dude, there's so many. I'm like. Oh, she looks different here, but then she looks different here. Is this the same person? Like, yeah, she she photo ops really differently every single time, and I have no idea why. It's uh, maybe she's like a triple twin or something because it's crazy. Because women don't get paid in WWE unless they can really go outside the box. Mm. Really go outside the box, or Daddy was a world famous wrestler. <laughs> But anyway, uh, enough ranting on Lana winning the Raw Women's Number One Contender Battle Royal. This might have been the most time we've talked about Lana. And I feel I feel horrible because I had to talk about Lana that much on this show. Yep, shame on you. But it's okay because I think I'm gonna make it up when I get to commendations. Oh, okay. You have a commendation about Lana? No. Lana will not be in the conversation at commendations, but I get to regain some of my um, wrestling cred when I get to commendation. (laughs) So you think? Oh, I know I will get some cred back, just maybe not from you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's go on to crime number two. Who's got one for me? Go ahead. Um, All right. So... Raw Underground is officially finished. They officially had announced that it is no longer a thing. Although on Raw, they had mentioned the new guy who came on Raw was from Raw Underground. And then I we don't find think out. They officially announced. I think it's just insiders have. have is it? I thought it was on WWE.com. Unless maybe I'm just confusing that with an actual insider thing. Uh, okay. Fair. Either so, way. I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure it's done but it hasn't been on for what two weeks now yeah two weeks now what else would they be doing like it seems like that that i mean they could have now all the slack we were giving to the raw underground oh it's just whatever it's nothing crazy at least it was somewhat something different we were discussing i remember how we would make raw underground a bit different on a fbi a few weeks back and you know i at the same time i still liked it because it pushed certain wrestlers you know we got to see that big guy that is now on wwe like okay that guy looked fierce when he fought against braun and um you know we got to see ziggler when he wasn't on tv for like three weeks it still added some sort of form of entertainment and it wasn't a complete disaster like the brawl for all if you will um so just i just 
charge WWE for just not sticking to something between Raw Underground and the whole hacking thing. It's like, how do you just end up doing something and then just not having it conclude in some way, shape, or form? Which, by the way, might or might not be Retribution. I feel like I didn't see Retribution on Raw this time, this week either, unless I'm crazy. Um, no, they, they mentioned them, but they weren't actually there, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, yeah, I guess once you get a leader, don't you need the punchline there? <laughs> like, now you really need to see them ramp up instead of slow down. Well, yeah, I mean, this this is, would have been the perfect opportunity. Bring them out and have them disrupt the draft. Yeah. yeah but Like, put Stephanie through a table or something. Really disrupt you, the draft. You really want to see Stephanie go through a table, don't you? Perhaps this this might be a selfish reasoning, but uh, it will never be fully announced. Exposed. At Exposed. Thank you. <laughs> no, I don't know, but it would have been the perfect time. You're doing a draft. It's a whole thing. It's supposed to be official. Boom. Retribution screws everything up and whatever have you. And I don't know. You could have done something. And now that you have a leader, they still tend to just not even show them. Like, poor Mustafa Ali. I was so excited for the guy. At least you got a little something-something. It kind of gave you a little bit more cred than when you were with uh, Apollo and um, and Ricochet. This at least, you know, gave you a little bit more something and gave the, gave the group also a little bit more legitimacy. But then you just don't show them. Um, but again... So it's just a mixture between whatever. I guess Retribution will be back next week. We definitely know Raw Underground. Well, we don't definitely know, but sources have been saying that Raw Underground is officially done. Uh, I think Raw Underground's easier to swallow than, say, the hacker angle. Um, and here's why. I mean, the, the concept behind what Raw Underground is it's against the rules. They do need closure for it. Just now we we got here early and we found the ring that they had set up and we shut it down. Damn it, Shane, knock it off. Just don't just and I guess they could still kinda do that and maybe but I don't think they will. Look what happened with the hacker angle. That's why I don't think they'll do anything. They they just they just stop. They just uh, all right, done. (laughs) Yeah. Like just all right, we're done. And I'm sure there's many more. I'm sure there's a few others that I can't think of at the moment. You know how you really do that if you're gonna do if you're gonna end Raw Underground, you still keep it in the back of their minds by having a SmackDown guy that you just drafted come up and go, "Hey, how do I how do I go to the Underground? I want to get some some exposure." First rule of Raw Underground is you don't talk about Raw Underground. <laughs> right now, here here's what you do: you stop putting it on Raw, and you replace 205 Live with Raw Underground. Or and that, then you, you have an actual show that people have to subscribe to the network to watch that has this new edgier wrestling <laughs> um, on it. Maybe, maybe they might be doing that. Maybe they randomly heard us talk about that a few weeks ago, and that's what they're planning. Uh, you know, I'd be down for that, too. Um, for sure. It's just... Yeah, they, I have, feel... they haven't had a weekly episodic since NXT that, that really drove you to the network. Nope, that's very bad. Oh, aside from like the broken skull sessions, I feel like I'm always up. But those aren't those aren't permanently weekly episodic. Those are mini series essentially. No, that's valid. True. I mean, broken skull has what six sessions on it. It's been around since April. You know, it's it's a monthly thing. Don't get me wrong. 
I want to go watch a Broken Skull session, but <laughs> you know, when The Undertaker was going to be on, I was like, is it up yet? Is it up yet? I was checking daily. <laughs> when Glenn Jacobs was going to be on, I was like, I can probably just catch that some other time. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, no, I, I and I, I, I entirely agree. I agree with what you're saying, that at some point close stuff out there's there's storylines you just drop two canes is one of them you just drop oh look there's another cane okay well we're just drop it just drop it there but there's there's storylines that that need closure um i i think the hacker angle is probably one of the better i mean they took um anonymous raw general manager to full conclusion mm-hmm. they they legit did and you know what also needs full closure right now and not a storyline completely redone with it on smackdown the mysterio and seth rollins feud yeah i yeah. i thought we were golden when i saw seth rollins come out against daniel bryan i'm like oh okay this is gonna be dope Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, I'm all in for this. Nope, nope, nope. They they disappoint me once again because Rey Mysterio comes out with his stupid son and, and Buddy Murphy comes out with his stupid haircut and at least he turns on Seth Rollins or kind of officially has. And I'm just like, no, we're not doing this again. The thing is, is, I'm not surprised by it. I wasn't surprised by it at all because a week ago on SmackDown, they drafted Seth Rollins, and then a couple rounds later, they draft Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. So as soon as I saw Rey and Dominic follow, follow, I'm like, yep, they're continuing this stupid storyline that nobody cares about. Yep, and they did. And they did, yep. No surprise there. And so you're going to take one of the top 10 wrestlers in the world and you're going to have him tied up in a feud with a has-been and his maybe will be son. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know why they don't bring, they don't bring closure to, to storylines that at, at the very minimum intrigue at the very minimum, they intrigue. Where are you going with this? And then they bring storylines like Lashley and Lana to full fruition. And (laughs) your thought process isn't, where are you going with this? It's, don't go anywhere with this. Yeah, we literally were advocating for them to just drop that storyline. And so that storyline was one of the ones that we said, you can just forget about it and we won't mind. Right. Could have done anything. Could have said like, I don't know, Lana just woke up one day and realized that she was in a heavy state of sedation throughout that entire time. And now she's woken up and realized she wants to be single. I would have been down. You could have just closed it. You could have just... Nope. Nope, it's done. (laughs) could have been, I can do better. Like, Lana is a good... Or, I feel like Lana could be a good heel if she doesn't overact. It took like, six weeks, six weeks for MVP to take over control of Lashley. Six weeks they drew out the end of that storyline. Ugh. I'm kind of done with, too. Oh, there's just so much, like, 
stuff they overkill. At least finally, I don't have to complain about Bailey and Sasha anymore because we're finally getting that fight that we need. But that was a storyline that was getting overkilled. But I was just like, all right, cool, whatever. It's better than this whole MVP situation because I am I'm done with this too. I don't really? mind. I love that one. <laughs> like I like the Hurt Business. I'm liking them a lot more now. I'm just kind of at least they said on Raw that this whole Ricochet thing is going to be done. I'm like, okay, great. Now the Hurt Business can go do something else. Like, cool. But at the end of the day, it's kind of a lame potato reasoning. Like there has to be more to it. There, are you heel or are you face? You're going against retribution, so you're the faces, and then you hate people who are faces, so then you're heel. Like. That's- that's what I was going to bring up. They're 100% the heels, but then they put them against Retribution. Right. And, and that makes no sense. I mean, the, the simple fact is Retribution should have been the the cause for all of the faces back in the locker room to come running out to the... To unite. To unite against this invading force. But no, right. they took the heel group and said, we're going to stop Retribution. It made no sense. Yeah. Well, it, they took a heel group that they aren't going to make a face group. Um, at least, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I also at the same time, I also didn't mind it being hurt business because it made it kind of believable. You have Lashley, MVP, um, you know, Shelton, who looks even it looks bulkier every day. Like this guy's going to become Lashley pretty soon. Uh, I feel like this guy's just build bulking up like crazy. Um, so but which is a believable team it's just then you also just mess up the fact that they're heel faces and then it's like okay but mvp is such a good trash talker you kind of can't make these guys face when you want them to these guys are a perfect heel group um but I, i was just i guess i don't mind them per se just give them something else to work with and I guess they finally did that with this whole ricochet thing being done. Which it I totally forgot who won that match. Well, who won that match when they were uh, supposed to fight? Uh, ricochet won by disqualification because he pulled an Eddie Guerrero. So uh, on the outside, MVP was trying to slide the belt in to... Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, and And Ricochet grabbed it. Not the belt, the chair, excuse me. Slide a chair in and Ricochet grabbed it while the ref was down. And when the ref started to get up, he smacked it on the ground and then threw it uh, to Cedric. And then the ref turned around. He flopped on the ground and pretended like he got hit by the chair. And so the ref called it and said that Cedric hit him with the chair, even though he didn't. So he pulled an Eddie Guerrero. And I loved it I because that Eddie Guerrero move is one of my favorite moves of all time. Um, and that, but, I think but do we really it think to, it's done? No. I mean, I hope. Do I hope it's done? Yeah. Do I really think it's done? No. 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 They're gonna keep oh, that going. What's the point? What are we getting out of this? We're not getting anything significant. It's not even for a title. Apollo Cruz, I feel like, is not even in the picture anymore in terms of this whole situation. It's more just a ricochet issue. Um, I don't know. Like. They just they, they gotta just stop with all of this. It's also diminishing because Apollo Cruz is also kind of in limbo with all this stuff too. Because I feel like he's not even a part of it anymore. It's just so weird. Is what's his face still writing on for Raw? Uh, well, they I, did a, they did a new shakeup again. Um, so I don't know exactly who's writing. I I know 
Pritchard is still overall in charge, but now they've got separate writing rooms, whereas for a few months there they had just one writing room that did them both. So. Hmm. All right. Well, they're not doing a great job. Well, and that, mind you, story we, we, just had, we just had a draft. I mean, you got to give a little bit of time to to build a storyline. Well, yeah, that's the, the, the only problem is this draft was so predictable because they literally kept every storyline that they wanted together, like we said, you know, and so the, the draft is both is best used as a way to start from scratch. And so you end yeah. a couple storylines and then you draft those people to separate st- shows and then you can start them from scratch. But they didn't really do that a lot. So No, they, they carried the storylines. They carried they they carried two of them to SmackDown. They made sure to keep the Usos and, or Jay and, and Roman still going. And then they added um, Messiah Dominic. I don't know what else you can call that storyline. Um, and then they basically just changed Otis with, uh, they changed The Miz with Sami Zayn for yeah. Otis, essentially. Yeah. Um, which I still don't know what they're kind of doing there, though. So if Otis goes for the IC Championship, what happens with the money in the bank? What is going on with him and the money in the bank? Is he still getting sued by Miz, but Miz is on Raw now, so why would Miz care? Like, what is happening? Well, money in the bank works on either brand, so that's a that's a good crossover with Survivor Series around the corner-ish. Oh, <laughs> yeah, ish around the corner. We we got another pay-per-view before it, but you know, like said, long-term booking. Hey, they're finally doing that, right? <laughs> Probably <Yeah>. not. <laughs> so. No, I can't even remember. Have we moved on to Crime Three yet? Nope, nope. We're ready. <laughs> no, nope. let's go ahead, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, so I was actually addressed by an outside fan of the show um, this week regarding what the hell are they doing with Jey Uso and Roman? He, first, this person said to me, I, I don't know if I can get behind Roman as a heel. I said, I can. As long as Heyman's still in the picture, I think I can get behind Roman as a heel. I really enjoy Wreck Everyone and Leave Roman. I really, really do. I don't know how I feel about the whole Uso family battle. Um, and he said to me, I don't know if I can get behind Jey Uso being a potential champion. I said I can get behind Jey Uso being a transitional champion. What I can't get behind is a second match after he's already lost one and got bludgeoned to death to do it. So my crime goes to no rematch clauses unless maybe <laughs> no rematch clauses unless we decide there's a rematch clause. <laughs> That's that's really my crime there. I there are there have been times where we deserved, we wanted, we needed, we were we were bleeding for a rematch. I today just saw on WWE's Facebook they gave us a, a, a multiple choice uh, selection of potential contenders for each individual title on either brand. And and my thought processes as I went through it were why that person? Mm-hmm. Why? Why are you guys talking about Jeff Hardy being for the uh, Jeff's on on SmackDown, I believe, right now? So for the Universal title and Kevin Owens for the U.S. Championship. Why is that how that's going? That doesn't sound right. That doesn't play right. That doesn't. Jeff just lost in his style of match 
for the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Now he's a contender now, now on, on your Facebook, which is <laughs> canon. You're telling me that he's one of the top four contenders for the, for the world championship. Why? Just why? Um, and so the same thing I get is with that why is why are we booking the way we're booking? Why does Jey Uso get a second shot at Roman? Well, yeah, and, and the biggest thing is you can't even really use rematch clause in that because yeah, the rematch clause was always for a champion who lost to get their title That's back. A, a challenge to get their title back. It wasn't for the challenger. If you challenged and lost, you didn't have an automatic rematch. But if you were the champion, one of the benefits of being the champion was if you lost, you had an automatic rematch to try to win it back. Yeah. Um, but now you're the challenger. Yeah, we're going to give you four shots. I just realized there was also another storyline that they messed up on, by the way. Mm. Fiend and Roman. Now the fiend no, is on I Raw. Think that's, I think that's long-term booking. I think you're yeah. fine there. And I and I think it was more they teased it, but they didn't really start the storyline, right? Yeah, they really they, never started. Alexa it. looking back at Roman was just part of the team. Yeah, and that's kind well, of it. And I think they just decided they started it on SummerSlam when Roman screwed over the fiend. He didn't. Over the fiend, he came in to get his shot at the belt. He wrecked everyone and left. And then they had the the three way match, and he used his his wiles to take advantage of the fact that he didn't have to be out there beating himself up for most of the match, so he could just come out and wreck everyone at the end and win. Right? That's still not screwing over. Yeah, it was teasing a potential, but it, they never really started a storyline, okay. um, in my opinion. But no, I, I, to, to I think that plays to long-term booking in the long run. I really do. No, I don't even know if it's necessarily long-term booking, but more uh, keeping your 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 ducks in a row. You know that eventually, heel Roman is going to have to face someone, um, and Bray Wyatt is probably the biggest other character you have. So eventually it's going to have to happen. So let's let's build it up longer. To get to your point, I'm actually on the WWE Facebook page. And so here here is their pick a new challenger for each title. Universal champion currently held by Roman Reigns. You have your choice. Seth Rollins, Otis, Daniel Bryan or Big E. Now tell me that one's not horrible. Not the, horrible. The, the raw one is bad. The raw one's bad, and I'll get to that one. But uh, to be just look at this. Out of those four, what has Seth Rollins done to deserve a shot at the Universal Title? Other than it, you mean, what has he done for us lately for that? Yes, because everything you lose, you go back to the bottom of the 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 list, right? Yeah. Um. Otis has with a no name with a kid who hasn't really put on a good set with anybody. Otis argument he's money in the bank holder so he can be there. Daniel Bryan has been missing in action for like two months. Yes, he's been at home with his wife who just had a baby. We know that, but storyline wise, missing in action for two months. Um, and Big E, you know, I guess you could argue. He got separated from the New Day so that he can have his shot. But, you know, typically you work your Tell way up story to, to get there. Yeah. 
tell the story. Have him going after the IC and then win. You move to the IC. Kevin Owens. It's interesting because Kevin Owens to me is a contender right now. Yeah, I would think Kevin Owens should be on the Universal one. Yeah, over over at least two of those. Kevin Owens is a formal former Universal Champion, so he has that going over. I don't know Big E and Otis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so <clears throat> go on. There's other. There's other. Mark Sullivan. Mark Sullivan has been back for just over a week. And we're gonna put him in the IC title. Yes, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He hasn't actually had a match yet. Nope. Yeah. Been, you had a match against Jeff Hardy, no? Uh, I didn't think it was an actual match. I, I, I guess. It was he, a, technically, he squashed him in the match, but it was a match. Okay. So he's had one match. But he didn't watch it because Sling TV. Yeah, Sling TV. I And then when I finally get to watch it, I fast forward through much. And frankly, Lars <laughs> gets fast forwarded through. Uh, Apollo Crews. That I, one I can get behind. He, yeah, he's recently former champion. United States champion, so I get it, right? Uh, but SmackDown just got moved over to SmackDown. Oh, he did. Okay, right. Um, the same goes for Alistair Black. I mean, I guess and he's I, I get behind it. Yes, but yeah, like well, I don't understand posting that at all. Well, I mean, keep in mind too. They don't go by records like AEW does, right? Record wins and losses. So that's where WWE kind of gets away with doing whatever they want. But you I don't do have to go by record. You still have to go by recent past. doesn't even necessarily have to be record one way or another. But Aleister Black has not been on SmackDown long enough to have set up any feuds. Right. Same with Apollo Crews. They you are don't even fresh. Have go ahead. Yeah, they're just fresh on there. They haven't done anything at all. You don't. You don't even have a Jinder Mahal wins a battle royal mm-hmm. setup to put those people in. You don't even have the setup for the battle royal or 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 fatal four way or fatal four way elimination. You don't have anything set up to put those characters in those positions. You just randomly pick some people from your roster and said these are the top four, and that's what it tells people. This is our canon. These are going to be the top four for these these spots. Okay, why? And the same storyline can be said for the SmackDown Women's Championship number one contenders thing that they have on here. Because A, it doesn't include Sasha Banks in there, who is legitimately the challenger for the title. (laughs) And three of the four women that it has on this list were not on SmackDown last week. (laughs) Wow, okay. Uh, The only one that was gets off on a technicality because yeah she was technically on Smackdown last week but only in the form of vignettes because it's Carmella. Carmella hasn't wrestled a match for WWE in months because she's been reinventing her character right? Next one's Bianca Belair who I do think should be a contender but put her in a storyline first right? Right. Uh, Natalia and Zelina Vega again Zelina just started wrestling on main roster. Well, and she also faced Oscar, right? So I guess Selena Vega, I could maybe give a pass because she was a contendership uh, on Raw. Fair enough. I would give that. But Natalia, I have no idea. And uh, EST, I want for sure. Yeah. Not about there, but no storyline. Yeah. Have her beat Carmella first, and then she can say, I beat a former champion. Now I want my shot. Boom. You got a storyline. Then for tag teams, they only have three. 
Uh, so the current tag champions for SmackDown is the Street Profits, even though they didn't win those belts. They were just handed them because they were the handoff. Switch, so yeah, switch sides, and you still have a title, and they have a title. So here you go. But so um, of these, one of them I see as legitimate contenders. One of them could be legitimate contenders, but one of them, no fucking way should they be on this list. So you've got Shinsuke and Cesaro. Recently were tag champions. Deserve to be on the list of, of challenging for the title. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode have a history as a tag team. Were once tag champions. I guess. They're both considered mid-card elites. Mm-hmm. And then... Dominic and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Who haven't tagged as, as a tag team other than a couple matches in a grudge match feud-ish. <laughs> they give them the championships before the end of the year. I, I quote me now, I am not watching SmackDown. If they ever make that decision by the end of the year, I am officially not watching SmackDown. That's it. Because it doesn't... That would not make any sense. To, I don't think it's going to happen, though. Uh, just because the whole thing with now it's Seth and Ray again and whatever. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. So, I don't know. So now we move on to the, the one they put out for the Raw, right? Brand. Mm. And uh, I'm looking at this really quickly. And WWE Champion, all four of their potentials were not on Raw a week ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So... The Raw champion, currently Drew McIntyre, who should be their new challenger? The Fiend Bray Wyatt, Ron Strowman. I understand it. Jeff Hardy. Why? Why? Um, AJ Styles. (laughs) Has AJ Styles been legitimately a contender for the champion, for the, the Raw WWE Championship or Universal Champion in the last two years? Legitimately? I'm not trying to belittle his capabilities, but he is at the point in his career where he's he's stepping down. He should yeah. be on the United States Championship list. Um, and there's one on that United States Championship list that probably should be, I don't know, on the... I WWE 100% believe there's one that should be up there. But like, like, yeah, okay, so Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, both of them I understand from this standpoint. They were, in the very recent past, universal title holders on SmackDown. Sure. So I get that. But like you said, Jeff Hardy just lost a match, a a ladder match, his match for the IC title, right? So why should he be in the WWE Championship match? And AJ Styles, we've already talked about. Moving on to the United States Championship match. Uh, Only one of these people was on Raw a week ago. That one is the one that makes the most sense to actually be in the WWE Championship thing, because that's Keith fucking Lee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't who, waste who, your time who do I putting. Want to see Drew fight Keith Lee or Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff Hardy right after he lost a ladder match. I'll take Keith Lee. Thank you. Yep. The other three on that list: Matt Riddle. What's he done to deserve a U.S. Championship, bro? <laughs> Sheamus? I mean, I'm not trying to belittle Sheamus, but again, he hasn't done anything lately to deserve it. He hasn't been a contender since the bar broke up. 
which I actually did like that homage to the bar when they were uh, three versus three. That was kind of cool on Raw. But no, definitely doesn't deserve to be. And then, and then last one on this, Elias. And I like Elias, but he just came back from missing like seven months, six months, something like that. He went out at Royal Rumble, I think. Okay, can you guys explain one thing for me with Elias? So Elias is now against Jeff Hardy because why exactly? Because Jeff Hardy wasn't the one that hit him. It was technically all of Sheamus's doing. No? Um, you're looking for reasons where there are none. But I mean, I it's it's messed up because I appreciated the fact that they continued that storyline. I was like, oh, okay, a storyline from SmackDown's past. Cool. They brought it, but then his reasonings were like, like I don't know, I don't know what what's her face said on the interview, and then he and then Elias was like, oh, but Jeff Hardy was the one that hit me, and she's like, no, but that was the red-haired guy, and then he's like, yeah, the red-haired guy, something, and then I'm like, wait, but what was the reasoning? So why are you mad at Jeff Hardy for? I don't yeah. know. I, 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 still though, but you have to make it make sense. Like you can't just expect me to believe like come on like no one's gonna what just give me something or don't bring that storyline up then so and i think i like elias but he doesn't deserve to be in the conversation for u.s champion right now because he hasn't done anything in months right right and yeah. so then we look at the raw women's championship now this one here i give a little bit of a pass to for one reason and i'll get to they changed but, up their roster a ton. Yeah, it's four women, none of whom were officially on Raw a week ago. Um, but this is why I give it a little bit of a pass. Because they brought some star power back to Raw, and Raw's women's division was really, really weak up until this draft. Because of things like injuries and, and people taking time off and COVID uh, not allowing some people to travel, things like that. But, so, uh, but at the same point... It, should Alexa Bliss be on this list? Her storyline right now is not a t- chasing title storyline. So I don't think she uh, she's a star. She definitely deserves to be in the contention at some point, but she's not in that storyline. Naomi, I guess maybe, but what has she done on Raw? Lacey Evans, again, I guess maybe, but she hasn't been on Raw. And Nikki Cross. Of those, Lacey Evans and Nikki Cross both were recently in feuds for the SmackDown title. So I guess ish, yeah. ish, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, who do you pick for the Raw Tag Champion? Um, Miz and Morrison, right? Recent title holders. Okay. Recent title holders. I guess I'll give it to them, right? Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander have they were... yet to tag together. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> even a tag team before this. And then uh, fresh to Raw, Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. In no title <laughs> shot after ever. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to respond to both of those with no, 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 and no. None of those. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I did. The, what did the fans vote, by the way? Do we see the, the results? I'm not, um, they, the votes have not come in. Have yeah. not been released yet. And I don't know if they will be. Yeah. Here's the deal. It was just one of those comment your your choices. So unless uh, you want to go through the, what was it, um, 1.4 million responses, I don't think it was quite that many. Let me get back down to it because it already closed out of that page. 
Um, <laughs> uh, 3.6 thousand comments. Unless you want to go through 3.6 thousand comments and collate yourself, we'll probably never know. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought it was like a poll kind of thing with actual results or something. Okay. They just put it up. It was a graphic, and each one had had a letter. So A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O, right? So okay. is is I mean is this just is this just the the right hand not talking to the left hand? Is that where we're at with these? Or yeah, I, you know, I, I that's it sounds like it's just a a random pool though. I don't think it necessarily means it's going to be what they plan on doing or these are their top four people. But then why do it? Your website is part of your canon. <laughs> I think it's their social media managers not not being involved with actual booking storyline. So they're like, okay, these are the new people on the Raw roster, so let's put out this cute little graphic to hype up the fans. But it's yeah. dumb and they should feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, the the actual crime being the Uso storyline, I love it. I love the idea of a, of new blood wearing a tie, wearing a belt. Mm. Your your chances before that. though, like like now you're just continuing a storyline without a reason to continue it. Yeah, what they really should have done is they should have built it up longer. Roman's first feud after winning should not have been with cousin jay it should have been you know frankly he should have took the chicken shit tactic and beat a bunch of nobodies you know what i mean his first feud should have been with like Kalisto. uh you know just to destroy Kalisto. be like see i'm a fighting champion mm-hmm. and then build up to it and then eventually have jay uso come out with the fire and be like, you know, you're out here beating people up for no reason. You're you're not a good leader. I should be the leader of the family or whatever. Um, but I mean, here's the deal. Do we does anyone really think they they put the belt on Roman and they're going to take it off anytime within the next three months? No, because they have to keep them on people forever now. <laughs> the, the only way I see this going down and making it believable is if you do involve the rock. If The Rock causes Roman to lose the championship, Jay wins it, cool story, and then thus that's how you build Rock versus Roman. That is the only way... And Jay would make a good transitional champion. He really would. Yeah. I am going to say this as loud as I can um, when sitting in a room uh, just down the hall from my sleeping daughter, but Rock versus Roman is not going to happen. It is a pipe dream, and it won't. How dare you? Uh, and, dare what's happened in COVID times? No, because here's the deal: it's it's more than just finding a break in Roman and and The Rock's uh, schedule that he can wrestle the match. He has to specifically not have any movies on his plate within the next six months of the match. Risk of injury can ruin that. Risk of injury is too high. His insurance for those movies will not allow him to wrestle a match because the risk of it putting off the production of the movie and costing them millions is too high. The Rock is, at this point in his career, never 
going to have another wrestling match until he decides to not be a movie star. Yep, to not book a movie. Mm -hmm. He literally will have to say, I am going to take a year off from movies (laughs) to go back to Rex. Um, And that's not going to happen because guess who was the highest paid movie star in the world last year? And also the one with the most Instagram followers, mind I Rock the Dwayne Johnson, that's who. Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Um, I mean, and and that's why I thought maybe because of COVID times, whatever, you can't really do much filming or whatever have you. Maybe it could be possible. That's the that's what I was kind of thinking. That's what would kind of make them like. I get I get the thinking of that, but here's the deal: is he's got movies already booked. He's got Shazam or Black Adam booked, um, and then spinoffs based on that he's got a bunch of i mean i could look up his imdb and tell you he's probably got half a dozen movies already signed on to um and all of those movies production schedules are being shifted because of covid but because of that under his insurance for those he cannot do anything risky of injury because even during this if he were to say tear his acl then when COVID times end, they still would have to push back those movies even more. Well, and, they're going to want to go straight to production if they can. Yeah, and and the thing is, if they push back those movies even more, they run the risk of just having to cancel the movies, and then they've lost all of their money because almost every celebrity has it in their contract for a movie. If they get signed to be in the movie, it's pay or play, right? You pay us whether we do the movie or not, right? If you cancel the movie, we still get the check for it. So they are not going to allow it. You still get the check for it? Almost all the time. The major. So say the rock signs on for a movie and it it goes through pre-production and all this stuff and then right before filming, they cancel it for whatever reason. He still gets the paycheck for that movie. He gets the initial paycheck. He doesn't get his splits. He doesn't get his residuals because nothing came in for the movie. But if he signed on for $10 million for that movie, they have to pay him even if they don't make the movie. That's why signing talent for a movie is almost always the last thing that's done in making the movie. They get all the other ducks in a row before they sign the talents to the paper because once that's signed, they owe money. Right. Unless you're, you know making a Black Adam movie and you need a guy who's stacked as all get out to play him. Mm-hmm. But for that, he signed on as producer as yeah. well as star. Uh, so yeah, he so won't let him wrestle. Yeah. So his <laughs> money is in it. That's it. Damn it! I was really hoping that that was going to be a thing. No, there, there's basically no but they way. could. Add Hell in a Cell very easily have Jay get or Jimmy get involved. Yes. And and have two on one and, and Roman loses the title. Um and then Roman can get it right back. Like that's that's not hard to do. We we've said numerous times on several podcasts the heyday of professional wrestling had titles moving. With the I guess WCW didn't as much. But WWE's heyday, when they took over the number one spot in the rankings, when they really did well, there was 12 or 13 WWE championship contenders that were legitimate, that that we would sit down today and go, Kurt Angle, Triple H, The Rock, Mankind, Stone Cold, Undertaker, uh, 
Undertaker. Is there any real famous Samoan? That's that? like, is there any real famous Samoan right now that's part of that whole uh, tribe and family that they can surprise? Yeah, they could bring Rikishi back. Oh, he's too old, though, man. I don't think... Well, uh, but here's the deal. They could bring uh, Jacob Fatu, his... Uh, um, the the he's in what is it major league wrestling right now they could bring him in um that could be something something but big, no big game technically there's no they way. could have seth get involved if they wanted to mm-hmm. i mean that's there's true. a history for roman that you can do a lot of different stuff here that's so just true. looking at rock the dwayne johnson's uh future he's already signed on to do a movie uh sequel to san andreas why uh, I don't so, know why, but he did. Why is the right question? Uh, a movie, a uh, historical biopic movie about King Kamehameha um, of the Hawaiian Islands. A uh, movie about Doc Savage, the Black Adam movie, Big Trouble in Little China. He's already done filming the Jungle Cruise movie. That comes out early next year. And I think he's already done filming this movie called Red Notice that's going to be going to Netflix. Um, but it doesn't have a release date yet, so it may not be done yet. You know why he signs on as producer in some of these? So that he can be like, nah, it's good. I know <laughs> what we're expecting to make on this. Yes. But he also is uh, going to be in and produce a TV series called Young Rock. That's about the young years of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ooh, like fun. Or... How much of a vanity project is that? You get big enough <laughs> that you're like, I'm going to make, star in, and produce a movie about me as a young boy. A TV yeah. show about me as a young boy. That's when you know you made it right there. Yep. Oh, that's when, huh? Okay. Only <laughs> <laughs> when you reach that milestone, when you can make a movie about your young self and get a heck of <laughs> money for so- it. That's, that's so when for, you know you've made it. For podcasters, is that moment when you do a podcast about yourself? Because I can fail at that miserably if I want. No, 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 I no, think you would have podcasts, to say, uh, you know, I think for podcasts, you know you've made it when you get invited to go to Turks and Caicos. <laughs> yeah, or that. That's it. But pretty much when, when, when you hit Joe Rogan level, that's when you know you've made it. Joe Rogan literally is just talking about stuff he loves talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if Joe Rogan's ever been to Turks and Caicos. I'm sure he's been. Probably to hasn't. No, no. Joe would have chosen some lesser island in the Caribbean than Turks and Caicos. Probably not like the Bahamas or Jamaica. Jamaica. Dominican. Turks and Caicos. You don't really know. Fun. And their currency is the is the U.S. dollar, and they use Fahrenheit degrees. Yeah. See. Oh. So please sponsor us, Turks and Caicos. Please sponsor us turksdunkarkos.com. I seriously think I'm going to get that uh, address and just forward it to our our podcast page. Do it. Anyway. You think they'd even notice it? Probably not. Nope. I don't know. Stranger things things go viral, man. This podcast. This podcast sponsored by Turks and Kaiko. For more information, head to please sponsor us turksandkaikos.com. <laughs> Anyways, no, I agree with you. I think I think there would be better ways to build up Jey Uso. I don't I don't have a problem with him being a contender. I do think next to Roman, he looks small. Yeah. Um yes. some of that I think comes down to their style of wrestling for the Usos. 
is a little bit more agility based and so he he's kept himself lean for that but really if you're going to go up against you know roman but, but they've done good they went they've came out they've come a long way from um you know the painted faces uso brothers to the uso penitentiary brothers and they did wonders with that they they've initially changed their whole game up and now we'd like them a lot more and uh jimmy or jay uso can be very convincing of being a top contender I, they just have to have a bit more fierceness into their voices i think the only reason to continue this storyline is there's one of two directions you can go a worse beating or or a loss for roman that's the only the the worst beating being the actual submission of Jey Uso into the Roman Empire, um, and then you have a Roman Empire with Haman as the mouthpiece. I suppose that kind of works, um, or Jay winning the title. Otherwise, there is zero reasons for this other than uh, we don't have a story to tell. Okay, just do the same one. <laughs> so, so here's the one question I have, right? Uh, Jimmy Uso is the one who's married to Naomi. Yes, right. and injured. And, and and currently injured, yes. Yep. Naomi's been moved over to Raw. You think they're separating them? Yeah. Do you, do you think they're separating them? I think it would be a bad idea to separate them, but if they... Um, if they do build Jay up into a singles competitor, then... You could have the Uso brothers have two separate championships on two separate brands. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it could be a whole New Day situation where they split up the Uso brothers and whatever have you. They can always bring them back if things yeah. fail. We've but... seen too much bastardization of the, of the tag division as it is. That's not a good move. I, I wouldn't want it to happen. And they haven't done anything with Naomi and Uso being like a, a pair on screen. So uh, I don't think Naomi moving to Raw has anything to do with Jimmy moving to Raw. Well, yeah, I, no, they I think it's easier to move Naomi back to SmackDown to keep the couple together if you want to do that. Yeah. They haven't done anything storyline-wise about them being married, right? But um, they... they haven't done anything storyline wise with uh Alistair Black and and Delina Vega being married, oh, but they that's still because Alistair clearly doesn't want that to happen to But them. they still moved them to the same show. That's what my point is. So yeah, uh mentioning Jacob Fatu, um uh, I had to look up just to make sure. Um Jacob Fatu's uh father was Tama or also known as the Tonga Kid or the Samoan Savage, um, who was one of the uh, wild, new wild Samoans that wrestled in Future Shock. Okay. I thought I thought it was. Uh, it sure looked like Umaga and Rikishi to me. Uh, it was Rikishi and uh, Samoan Savage, which, oh. which now here's the deal: is keep in mind that. Uh, uh, Samuel Fatu, Tonga Kid, and everything is brother to Edward Fatu Umaga. So, okay. so it's it's reasonable to have seen that resemblance. Uh, um, exactly, but because he looked just like Umaga, I mean, just like Umaga. But yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, there's n we're, we've reached the point in the Samoan dynasty that there have to be some 
of the younger ones step up and make something to actually do anything because we're at that bottom level right now and until you know jimmy and and naomi have a kid who grows up to be a wrestler there's not another level to go you know what i mean no that's not entirely fair and here's why i'll say that there wasn't a, a world champion until until Yoko. Uh, no, I agree. I'm just saying that as of right now, Jimmy uh, and Jay Uso are the lowest rung on on the family tree. There is not another generation below them. You they are at the bottom rung. So, um, you know, uh, uh, the Rock daughter Simone is training in NXT right now. She is the only shot that's not currently out there because you got uh, a LA nice. Smoot, Lloyd Anoa'i, who's um, kind of a distant in there, comes from Afa Senior, right? Um, Afa Junior, Manu, uh, Samu, and Lance Anoa'i, um, they're all out there. But I mean, Lance Anoa'i is only 28 and... I haven't seen him wrestle. I get apparently he spent some time in MLW, um, but but there's not another generation underneath that to to join anything. That's what I'm saying. Um, gotcha. They're they're at the bottom of that tree now, uh, and unfortunately, uh, it's it's sad to say the top part of that tree, uh, the the level just up from that. Uh, is Roman well what I was going to say has been pruned a bit um because you've got uh Rosie who's no longer with us uh Yokozuna who's no longer with with us uh Roman Reigns of course still with us um Umaga no longer with us you know there's a whole bunch of unfortunately no longer with us in that level and then you get up above that and they're all probably too old to actively be wrestling uh so that's for sure so you know it's gonna be a while before we have another run of anoa'is um i don't doubt that we will it's just going to be a while because like i say you know so far uh jimmy and naomi don't have a kid so at the very least it's going to be 18 years before any shot coming out of that well yeah roman's kids there which they're all young so mm-hmm. yeah well i mean again J- jimmy and jay are still kind of they have a good uh quite a few years left in them too though so um they'll still be keeping the name alive and isn't well there's also is there any relation to uh no the snooker side has nothing to do with that correct correct uh yeah not directly um there there's a blood brother relationship with the snooker snooker side that um makes them sort of related but not really you know what i mean it's like never actually blood married into it um anyways yeah that was that was a big kind of sidetrack on that but no i agree i i think jay has a potential in this but i just wish they would have built it up more before giving him the match because now they've just got to stretch out and do this whole how does he earn a new match storyline and we've seen that before 
Yeah, just constant. I mean, kudos to WWE for just recycling. You know, we were retelling everybody the whole rest of the pro <laughs> recycle, and kudos to them. But unfortunately, this kind of recycling doesn't really help out the planet. So that's that's kind of the only issue there. Um, yeah, that was my joke of the day. It's brought to you by Turks and Caicos. Go visit. Go now. Go live. Don't, don't saddle that joke on Turks and Caicos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got taste. That joke doesn't. Put that one on, on. Put that one on Haiti tourism board or something, man. Oh Jesus! But we we are going to move on to misdemeanors now. And uh, my first misdemeanor is on the WWE for being the evil geniuses we knew they are by recycling footage for the Thunderdome. Uh, they are. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this story, but there uh, are multiple people who are reporting that um, they watched a replay of NXT and uh, they noticed that they were in the audience of NXT. But they're like, I wasn't watching uh, NXT. I wasn't in the Thunderdome for it. I was watching AEW then at that time. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, they people have looked into the the agreement that you sign when agreeing to be on the Thunderdome, and they own the footage. They own the footage in perpetuity, so they can use it however they want. Hmm. Uh, but it makes sense because when I was watching NXT last week and Raw th- this week and um, or last week and and uh, what I got to see of SmackDown, I I was kind of thinking to myself the thunderdome footage looks a lot more synced up with the action now than it normally did because previously there was a delay something would happen and then it would be a little bit before you would see the people in the thunderdome react to it just because of lag and and the way data transmission works and it seemed a lot tighter and they said, I wonder how they figured that out. And then this story came out. I was like, that's how they figured it out. <laughs> um, they didn't figure out anything. They figured it's it out fantastic. by not figuring it out, by doing something else altogether. Telling me they own the rights to my face and orange toque? Those yes. actors. That toque is theirs. Damn it. That orange toque is amazing. How dare they? Although technically it was my friend who signed up, so I'm not quite sure. But it's my footage. Oh, Gee golly. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, whatever. Uh, if it helps them out, I mean, look, uh, they obviously can't do the Thunderdome live anymore because too many stupid idiots end up doing a whole bunch of stupidities. Um, and so this is what they had to resort to. No one but to blame, but uh, aside for uh, those bad apples that have done that and whatever. Well, that's what so, I said. That's part of why so. this is so brilliant because now they, they were able to do it live for about a month or so um and get this database covered (laughs) and and all they had to do was sort this footage into is this person excited is this person angry is this person whatever and now with the press of a button they've got this database they can stick footage up on those screens based on whatever they want the audience to look like they're doing so now if they want the audience to be all angry because Roman Reigns just did a heelish thing, all they have to do is queue up all the angry audience member footage that they have tagged, and here's the whole audience booing. Boo! And then when they pipe in the boos, it looks like the audience might actually be saying boo. It's brilliant. 
that's a lot of footage, man. That's, that's, that's like truly evil genius. Like, that's Dr. Evil sort of shit going on there. You know? Uh, yeah. And again, I'm not mad at all about it. No. I'm I'm impressed. That's what misdemeanor. It really should be a commendation, but <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. Um, and then my other misdemeanor is just on WWE Draft Night Two being pretty much exactly what we thought it would be. Um, yeah. And we talked a little bit. Uh, I think it was before we recorded FBI this week about how you know the predictions that we talked about on the WBU were pretty much spot on. Everything that we spotted, because we're like, oh, this happened on the SmackDown draft, so I expect this to happen. Happen, you know. Bray Wyatt went to Raw, and then sure enough, later Alexa Bliss got drafted. Um, and you know, I mean, I guess what what can we complain? Eh. But it still it did take a little of the drama out of the draft that everything was so predictable for who went where. Yeah. For instance, like. Kalisto got drafted on to stay on SmackDown, and I'm like, why would they draft just Kalisto for SmackDown if the rest of them were also being on SmackDown? That means Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metalik are going to Raw, and sure enough, that's where they went. You know what I love about Bray being uh, There's no history between him and uh, Drew McIntyre. None. Zero. Mm-hmm. Yep. None at all. Well, that's the, hey, frankly, they don't have to put him in the main event feud right away. They can have him be the monster that runs through through yep. the rest of the roster for a while. And they can let Braun be the one chasing the title. Because that's within Braun's character to be yep. going after the title. And frankly, Braun versus Drew McIntyre can be a fun storyline. Because Braun's this huge guy, and Drew McIntyre... I mean, can Drew McIntyre actually even deliver a Claymore that high? I'm not sure. Mm. That's a bit of a jump, isn't it? It's exciting. So those were the only misdemeanors I had for this week. Did you guys have any? No. Um, did we see Carmella do anything on SmackDown? I don't believe so. They, they've only just finished all of the... Um, vignettes? Vignettes. Vignettes of her. <laughs> um... And so I don't think she's actually done anything yet on it. Um, I don't know. I could have missed it. Again, Sling TV. Don't watch it. <laughs> One job, Sling TV. Yeah, I mean, my only... <laughs> I mean, my my accommodation, honestly, goes to um, that triple threat match. Uh, was it? Was that this Monday? This is this Monday, right? The triple threat match between Seth... Uh, Seth Rollins and Jeff Hardy and uh, uh, out on the other. Yes, this was this Monday. That triple was match of the night for sure. Time and it pisses me off how um, we won't get to see that. Oh, and AJ Styles, like whoa, definitely worth. That was pay-per-view worthy for sure. And um, accommodations to them for those three putting on a great match. For us seeing Seth Rollins wrestle again, um, technically, because it felt like he was outside of his heel character, although he was still playing that whole Messiah thing. It did feel like because he's not going to be on Raw anymore, they allowed him to let loose and uh, ultimately put on that good match. So accommodations to that. Um, 
but then um, I'm also giving crap to Elias attacking Jeff Hardy for, for apparent reason when Seamus was the idiot uh, that had caused the whole issue because they don't know how to write storylines. No, Seamus was the genius who got Elias in trouble for Jeff Hardy in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it's like in in football, right? When you've got a, a cornerback who's always like taunting the wide receiver and then pushes off on the wide receiver and then the wide receiver hauls off and decks him and then gets flagged, right? That's what this really was. This was the the cornerback in Sheamus was taunting Elias into doing the bad thing. I'm really certain that's a longer term storyline. Which maybe they're throwing the title into that because all three of those were mentioned on that list that we talked about earlier. Who knows? But since we've moved on to commendations, I guess. My my commendations are um, I am going to give New Japan Pro Wrestling a huge commendation for having three, count them, three five-plus star matches, Meltzer matches, this week in G1 Climax 30. Um, just And I haven't got a chance to watch all of these matches yet because uh, there's only so many hours in the day for wrestling. But two of them actually have Shingo Takagi on them. Uh, Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay from Night 5. And then Kota Ibushi versus Minoru Suzuki and Kazuchika Kata versus Shingo Takagi on night 13. Oh, um, fantastic. Those last two both got five and a quarter stars. And, uh, you know, considering New Japan only just recently came back from hiatus uh, due to COVID, having them put on some five-star matches right off the bat is a big thing. The last five-star match that Meltzer had was September 16th. He gave Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz on Dynamite. Uh five star and before that it was all the way back in february at revolution kenny omega and adam page versus the young bucks um so it's nice to see some five star matches coming back again and uh kudos to new japan for putting on some phenomenal matches this week i wonder how that crowd works is there was there do you know if there was a crowd um they're they're doing these mostly crowdless i believe um, but I don't, I don't honestly know the full answer to that. I'll have to, to get back on that one. Um, but I think they're doing a mostly crowd list, but, <laughs> but, uh, other commendation is I'm commending the WWE network. So just so you guys know, I don't always throw shit at WWE. I'm commending the WWE network, uh, because they added progress and some indies, onto the network and they've started putting together uh some compilations like they just now announced the best of alistair black in progress and on the indies so you can now hop on there and easily find some of their current stars indie matches um and watch them and i think that's a heck of a great deal that's um, dope oh, nice. so of course they have to explain why he's called Tommy End in them, uh, but that's beside the point. Which you can do on the network easy. Yeah. There's a lot of non-canon stuff on the network, non-kayfabe mm-hmm. stuff. Um, my commendation goes to the return to focus on kayfabe. There's been a couple things on social media that that have been kind of a big plus, um, and so uh, the the for all we said about Vince 
being upset or uh, about being upset with Vince for taking away secondary sources of income. It really does look like what his goal is, is to return a little bit to kayfabe. And I think we as the fans do benefit from that in the long run. Um, yes, we're going to have more information about matches than they ever had in 1984 or 1994 or uh, even 2004. Um, but uh the commendation does go out. At least it wasn't just you're making money and I'm not, I don't have a piece of it. Um, it, it does seem as though maybe that's a, that they're heading more towards, uh, a return to kayfabe. Um, you're a lot more optimistic that on that, than I am because all the reports have that they're forcing them to close down their Twitch streams. And then, uh, WWE is reopening them under WWE control. Um, which means now they will be part of the wrestler's contract uh, in performance, which means the wrestler gets paid part of their downside for them instead of instead of making the revenue from them. So it's it, everything I've seen is it, it maybe kayfabe is part of it, but it's about the money. It's about establishing that revenue stream yeah. coming into. The I would TV. just not make a Twitch anymore. I'd be like, oh, you want some of my dough? Screw you. Mm hmm. Now I just don't have a Twitch account anymore. Look at that. I forgot how to use Twitch and press the record button. Oh, no, WWE. Looks like I can't have one. I would venture to guess they would just go to Kayfabe Names and do podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm actually a professional wrestler. You might actually be Drew McIntyre. I might accent. actually be Drew McIntyre. This, yeah, we call him the Scottish psychopath, but he's really the Nebraskan noob. Um, <laughs> no one's gonna believe that. I look more like Kevin. I mean, they are already doing it with. Uh, I look like Kevin Owens too, technically. I think we just might be three versions of Kevin Owens on this podcast. <laughs> um, they are doing that with podcasts. We have Corey Graves. We have Alexa Bliss doing the uncool with Alexa Bliss. I'm not quite sure. If, I'm sure WWE no, making something. I mean, just completely have another version of kayfabe. Maybe they have names like or like uh, Mark Smarks. Yeah, maybe they do. Maybe I'm actually Liv Morgan. Live Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> actually just speaking of that i was uh tooling around on youtube earlier today and i came across Liv morgan's youtube channel which is under her real name and i literally had to stare at the picture for like 10 minutes to be certain it was Liv morgan because i'm like well, looks like Liv morgan but <laughs> but is that Liv morgan I'm not sure. Is that? I miss seeing uh, Mandy and Sonia's donut reviews. Yeah, those were fun. Asuka has a, a fun YouTube channel as well. Where is she, she like English? Or uh, Japanese? It's 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 a little bit of English. English. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, God, I'm so racist. Holy cow! Duh. No, that's actually a term. English. For or um, the broken English. Asian accent English. Yeah. Yep, it's it's kind of like Spanglish is legitimately a term. Spanish English, yeah. yeah. Anyway, those are, those are my commendations, although I do have one more. I have a huge commendation going out to whoever out there is listening that's willing to buy me the $800 Macho Man commemorative belt of WWE.com. According to you, it's basic, though. Uh -huh. No, I said it looks a little plain, but that doesn't mean I don't want it. 
Oh, okay. I said it looks crazy, and Macho Man deserves something to be out there and crazy. But here's the deal: is it's designed loosely around the IC belt, which, let's be honest, Macho Man's most known for the IC belt. Um, but it just says Macho Man on it, and that's about it. And it's like, I, I three stars. Yep, three stars. I wanted it to glasses case. I wanted it to be flashier. The belt itself should be flashier. This is this is talking about Macho Man, a person who wore an entire white suit to his own wedding, upstaging his bride. This guy doesn't do anything demure, right? But that again doesn't mean I don't want it. I still want it. And whoever's willing to buy me an eight hundred dollar Macho Man commemorative belt, I will. I will pay your Patreon subscription for a year. <laughs> there we go. That's a heck of a deal, folks. Yeah, man, come on. That's a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, such a huge deal. You should go work for Trump with these That might be things. a $36 uh, value on special right now, but in the long run, the content that you're getting... Yes, yes. It's priceless. Worth, I mean, when you find out that Marks Marks is really the Scottish psychopath. Yes, I'm Just telling you. Kind of right? a gift. You can ask him. Oh, Jesus. And you get to get our, you get to be part of, well, you get to be a co-host technically for a full-on year because you can decide to be on any episode that you want within that week. And gee golly. That year, yeah. Worth the deal, yeah. On top of that, access to our Discord server so you can pester us with messages and um, the ability to vote on what our next pay-per-view review is for the month. Um, if you're not already a member, the uh, membership is only $3 a month, and our most recent review is up now where we talk about Future Shock. Ooh. What a great pay-per-view. And then we're getting ready to record our next one, which I don't know if it being Halloween uh, is going to be enough of a hint as to what the theme of the pay-per-view we're going to record on is. It's, um, it's causable havoc. Yeah. But, um, so, so worth joining for that there. It's really just the best of Jessica Havoc. That's all it is. Yep, it's, that's it's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That would actually be probably entertaining. So. That really would. <laughs> but. Jimmy Havoc sitting at home, all pissed off that he had to try and sexually assault somebody because he wanted to be the best of for our first best of, and Jessica's yep. getting it. Dead. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This On is why you touch people, Jimmy. Oh. On top of all of the stuff you get for Patreon, right? Just being a fan of ours, you get access to some new th things, including our botch alongs. I don't participate in these just yet, but JLB and DA Faber having a ton of fun with the botch alongs. They just uh, did the one, wasn't the last one HBK? Um, no, the last one was HBK. The last one was Austin versus uh, Owen yep. Hart. That was recently. Yeah. And this Saturday, you're going to hear a very, very entertaining one that'll piss you off. <laughs> yeah. Better to be pissed off than pissed on, right? 
I no, mean, no. I don't know. Have you seen this match? <laughs> Jesus, I think I would prefer a golden shower, to be honest with you. <laughs> it truly is a botch, folks. You'll want to listen Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Chew then up your pay-per-view. Because <laughs> you'll want and, and they're working on more. They've got a uh, whole month planned out for Movember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got. Uh, do we do we announce it? Have we? I think we technically already. We, had we've it. already announced that it's Mick Foley. We before that though. So we have we have of course the the dog pound of doom, whatever it is. And oh, so oh, that's, Jesus, it stop. was so bad. That uh, before game. that though, we actually do have our first best of, which is going to be a worst of. So um, you'll want to listen on Halloween because you well, might uh-huh. see a mummy. <laughs> misnamed a misnamed mummy who doesn't yes. love their pup? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be that quite a quite a cryptic night to say the least. Oh, uh, that could that, be a bad day. We haven't done. We haven't pre-recorded that one yet. Obviously, those ones are pre-recorded because, as you heard, we've already done the dog pound of doom or whatever it was. It was so bad, so bad. Dog Pound. That's such a better name too. They would have called it Dog Pound Doom. I think I might have liked the match more. <laughs> don't don't give them any ideas. They've already got a guy right now who's the big dog. So, <laughs> oh my lord, who they've made eat dog food. That's it. I thought of it, guys. It's gonna be some good S word. Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns in the Dog Pound of dog Doom. Pound of doom. <laughs> That's good we'll put dogs by the ring. Yeah. Yeah, haven't we already done that before? No. No, dogs by the ring and the ring is surrounded by sand because now it's an island. <laughs> King of Dog Pound Island. That's some good S word. <laughs> it's so bad. It's such a bad match. I swear to God, if you see that in Hell in Cell, oh my God, Vince owes us big time. <laughs> <laughs> But on that note, we'll start to draw this to a close today. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this. Click that little follow button on whatever platform you listen to so you get notified whenever we post new episodes. You can follow us on Twitter. Follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent the K Fabe. Oh, wait, no, it's not the. I just wanted to be like The Rock. Uh, DA Vincent K Fabe. And you can follow JLB at. JLB420 Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8 anchor.fm slash RTR with all your big brother goodness and music reviews, movie reviews. It is Halloween, so I am doing uh, Michael Myers, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street film reviews. So that should be a cryptic on good time, along with probably a bunch of other zombie films. Uh, Because it's Halloween, and gosh darn it, why not? And uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) You can also support us on our merch store, shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu. Um, Link to that and the Patreon are in the doobly-doos, so you can find those there. Um, Yes, the doobly-doos. You can get some great merch for us uh, there. But other than that, thank you all for listening. We will see you soon with a visit from the FBI. 